I'm a bilingual person. I have the great gift of having a mother who comes from Quebec. And so if I didn't learn French, I never would have been able to speak to my grandmother. And I'm very proud to have both of these languages, these official languages of our country. But a year and a half ago, I had two interesting experiences with language in Europe. First was being in southern France. I was all excited that I was going to be immersed in French food and French wine and the French language, and I was just in my element. And I was with a friend, and he spoke some French, but he mostly left the French speaking with the locals to me. And so at the end of our meals, whether it was lunch or supper, I would always ask for the bill, la facture, like we say in French in Quebec. And I wouldn't get a response right away, and I would say, oh, we're done our meal, I'm ready for la facture. And it was only after being in France for about three, four days that finally a nice waiter, when I said, asked for la facture, he said, you know, here we say l'addition. Oh, I didn't have the right word. I was asking for the bill like you would get when you go buy clothes at a store. They have a distinction in France that they don't have in Quebec. And so what I thought I knew the language, I in fact didn't know the right language for the place. And just before that, I was in Poland, and we were in Wrocław in Poland. And outside of some of the bigger municipalities in Poland, some people don't speak very much English. And so what ended up happening sometimes, we were lucky that most of the time we had one person from our group who spoke Polish and could interpret for us, but other times, when you meet someone who doesn't speak your language, you have to make up a language by making signs and pointing in directions, and hopefully that gets the message across. And that was the first time I'd ever been in a country where the people didn't share the English language. And so this miscommunication that happens if we don't have the same language. So what if our difficulties with knowing God, with our prayer with God, are actually a problem of language? What if we don't know God's language? And our struggles in whether, knowing whether God is present to us are actually just a problem of communication. Because in the readings that we hear today, we hear over and over again how God speaks, how God sends his heralds to speak in his name. That we want to hear what God has spoken to us. And John is one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. But what if we're just not understanding God? Like St. Peter says in the second reading, that for God, a thousand years are like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. And what seems like impatience for some is actually just the way that God is choosing to work. So for those of us here who've learned a second language than just the language that we learned from birth, what are some of the things that are necessary in learning a language? I propose three to you. One, to be childlike in learning the language. Two, immersing yourself in that language. And three, having a reason why you're learning the language in the first place. Childlike in learning a language because you're going to have to make a lot of mistakes. 
The people who don't learn languages well are always the ones that are worried about not saying something properly, and so they never say anything. They just hang back, and they don't make the mistakes to learn. A child also listens first, and then they try to mimic what is said to them. They try to make the same sounds that they hear from the grown-ups. And they do this back and forth as they start to learn the language. And how many times do you have to repeat things with children for it to actually stick? You need this sort of mentality in approaching learning a language. Everyone will also say that the most important thing is to immerse yourself in that language so that you don't have a choice but to be completely surrounded by this language and the culture that surrounds it. Because when I'm not immersed in French, what starts to happen for me, even though I'm bilingual and I'm quite fluent in French, I start to lose some vocabulary words that we don't use as often. And so I start to have to look for my words. You also stop thinking in that language. So you're always translating in your head, spending more time and more energy going from the English thought and converting it into a French thought. We don't think in that language anymore. And then, because we're not immersed in it, we don't pronounce things properly anymore. I can even see in my mom now 30 years in Western Canada, she doesn't speak French like her family does anymore. She's lost it a little bit. So immersing ourselves in that. And finally, the why. Why are we learning this language in the first place? Why do a lot of people learn a different language? Sometimes it's academics and love of academics. But what makes people learn languages the fastest? Love. So when we think about that in learning the language of God, learning the language of God like a child, that we should be first listening and then imitating. That's part of what our liturgies are about. Listen to the prayers of the church who's been praying longer than any of us have been alive, who have learned the language of God and imitate it in your own personal prayer. Allow that to be the way that you're taught. Don't be afraid to make mistakes in the way that you live out your faith, in the way that you try to learn the way that you are with God. Don't always stick to your rote prayers that you know off by heart. Just speak to God from your heart and make mistakes in that. And then repeat and repeat and repeat because only in repetition can we learn that language. And the need to immerse ourselves in the language of God. That if we really want to learn the language of God, it can't just be a part-time thing that we do. But it has to be something that consumes us so that we know how to pronounce back to God. We know the right way to speak back to Him. Because we can say a lot of prayers, but prayers are answered when our hearts are in union with God. And so if our heart isn't in union with God, our prayers are not what they are intended to be. That we're immersed in God because we are called to have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. And so to think with the language of God, 
Not just to think first in the human way and then in the times where I get to prayer, I go, okay, God, what would God actually want in this situation? No, that we're always immersed in thinking in the same way as God. And to have the right vocabulary so that we're not just kind of trying to piece together what it means to be a Christian, but we speak fluidly our Christian lives and everything that we do. And the why. Why are we learning the language of God? Why are we going through all of this trouble in our prayer and in the way that we live to learn this language of God? Is it just because it's what the church tells us to do? Is it just because mom and dad raised me this way? Or is it for love of God? This language of God is something that we have to learn in our Christian lives. Otherwise, we're constantly going to be faced with that struggle of doubt whether God is really with me. Is God even speaking to me or listening in my prayer? And how am I supposed to live this Christian life? But even if we have that, what is this language of God? If what I'm proposing to you actually has any credit, what is this language of God? I had the answer for you, I would be a living, glowing saint right in front of you. But we turn to the ones who have known the language of God, the saints. If we think, for example, St. Paul. How did St. Paul come to know the language of God? St. Paul was persecuting the church, and yet God spoke to him in a way that he understood what he had to do. Was that because St. Paul audibly heard God coming, breaking open the clouds? I don't think it really works that way. Or we can take the example of someone like St. Bernadette, who experienced Our Lady in Lourdes, who had a vision of Our Lady. Why would God speak to her? She was a poor, poor child, and everybody in her town thought she was stupid. But God spoke to her. But most importantly for this time of the year for us, the ultimate way that God speaks to us is through his son. Reflecting on the birth of Christ teaches us what this language of God is. Because leading up to Christmas, we're not preparing for the coming of Jesus as a baby. He's already come as a baby. We don't need him to come to us in that way again. We're celebrating the gift that that is for us. But when we hear the prayers in Advent about preparing for the coming of Christ, it's preparing for his coming in our own individual lives and his coming at the end of all things. But what does his first coming teach us about learning that language of God? Why did God choose to reveal himself through his son in the way that he did? Why did God speak to the world in the silence of the night? Why did God speak to the world through the poverty of the manger and the stable and the shepherds? Why did God speak to us through the humility of revealing himself to us as a child? This starts to teach us what this language of God is. This is what we are called to reflect on and pray with and meditate on in our own prayer to come to learn 
this language of God. Those three ways. Silence, poverty, humility. But if we have no silence in our life, and we never feel poor, and we lack humility, how will we learn the language of God? So in this Advent season, in what we reflect on and what we pray with in this Advent season, ask God to teach you his language. Learn the language of God so that when we go to prayer, we can hear his voice and we don't feel alone in that. And know that even all of us sitting here, whatever our native language is, we know that even a lifetime of speaking that language, we are never perfect in it. It takes a lifetime to learn a language. And so why would we expect anything different in our relationship with God? It will take a lifetime to learn the language of God, to learn that in our prayer and in our way of life and the way that we come together as a community of faith. So let this season of Advent teach you the language of God.